Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Well, I'm delighted to say that Cassie Chambers um, from SADAG is joining us in, I think, just a moment. Uh, yes, I think Cassie is on the line. Cassie is the operations director at SADAG. And uh, we're going to be talking about this, this anxiety in the workplace, um, this returning anxiety. What, what is it all about and, and what can we do? Cassie, thank you so much for joining us. It's really great to have you on the, on the show today. No, good afternoon. And thank you so much for having me and um, being part of the conversation. So thank you. No, it's a pleasure and a, an important conversation. So before we get going, because we have had SADAG on the show a number of times, Cassie, but if you can mm. just tell us, what do you do at SADAG? Um, and I'm sure you're busier now than ever before. We are. And, and thank you. You know, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group is a mental health organization. The core of what we do is we run a 30 health center where we provide free telephone counseling, referrals, recentries, any suicide crisis helpline. Um, we're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because as we know, mental health has no operating hours. And through the work that we've done over the 28 plus years that we've been around, which I think for anyone working in an NPO or EO is a, a huge uh, success already that we've been around for so long. And I think the need now is just so much more crucial, especially what we've all been through in the last two and a half years. But through the work that we've done through the call center and raising awareness around mental health and educating as many people as we can, we've also spanned out into school outreach programs, training workshops. We go into corporates for mental health um, and, and do a lot of training there. So we really do try to create as much awareness as possible and start these conversations of mental health wherever we can because it is so needed. And then we have groups which are run by people who have been there, done it, got the T-shirt, and just want to connect and meet, learn from each other. And, and we have those groups now around the country. Thankfully to COVID, we have a lot of online groups. So people in outlying areas can also connect. So you mentioned such an important point, Nikki, with regards to, you know, now and, and being busier. And, and just to give a bit of insight because I think it's always important and helpful when we see numbers because we can make more sense of it if we, if we sure. can see and quantify it. Before COVID, we were getting about 600 calls per day into the call center. And from that first day of lockdown where the whole country stayed indoors, we weren't allowed to move around, our call volumes doubled overnight. And I think it was also the first day that the COVID death, the first COVID death was announced. And I think for a lot of people, anxiety levels were just so high. Now, looking at two and a half years in, our call volumes have grown and grown. And, and we receive on average over 3,000 calls per day. Sure. Hundreds more emails, SMSs, WhatsApp, social media. So I think a lot more people now can relate to struggling with a mental health issue, maybe feeling depressed anxious or dealing with trauma and the great thing is is yes it is very busy and these numbers are alarming but it's also quite hopeful because more and more people are reaching out so that's just a little bit of a as a snapshot as as to SADAG. Yeah thank you for that Cassie and I, I was actually going to say to you do you think that more people are feeling depressed and anxious or is it that more people are 
and you've just said it, that more people are willing to make the call, are willing to talk about it, because let's be honest, there's a huge st- stigma. There still is, you know, um, in South Africa, there've been um, a number, I mean, we're not even talking about how many suicides, but we're talking about suicides of celebrities, because, you know, people, we hear of them, and there have been a number this year. Um, and so because of that, a number of other celebrities have come out and said, I suffer from depression, I suffer from anxiety, I'm on medication. And so people really trying to break down the stigma. We just have to look at the UK, we have to look at the royal family, and we we look at, you know, Prince Harry and Prince William, and they're trying very hard to also destigmatize this, this mental health. Do you do you so going all the way back to with the increase of calls, do you find um there is still that stigma? Is that still an issue that you're dealing with in South Africa? Certainly in the popular areas, but also rural areas further out? Absolutely. I think, you know, stigma is still there. It's definitely getting a lot better than it was, say, five or 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you say, you know, we we still get calls every day from people who say, I was too afraid to open up, or I had no one to talk to, or I didn't know about SADAG, or I didn't know about mental health. So I think that that there are first-time callers that are now finding about SADAG and calling us and taking that brave step because mm-hmm. it is quite daunting. You have to pick up the phone and people have really been impacted during COVID that perhaps before COVID didn't have a mental health issue. And now because of all the stresses and changes, anxiety and trauma and loss and all the different things that we were dealing with, that a lot more people were really struggling. And because it took some really well-known celebrities to say, hey, I'm not doing okay, it encouraged people to open up and to to reach out. So I think it's a bit of both. Mm. And also, Cassie, it's kind of like, you know, having the cold and not knowing when to go to the GP, right? I mean, when do you just deal with the cold and when do you go, oh my goodness, I need assistance? Um, Because Mm. our moods change throughout the day and the times when we feel great and there are times when we don't and then there are uh, days when we don't feel good and then there are days that when we do feel good and I suppose the question that I'm asking Cassie is for those people mm-hmm. who are hesitant because they think oh well I don't really have a problem maybe I shouldn't phone or maybe I what do you say to those people I mean how do you measure when you feel oh my goodness this this you know this could be a problem or I really do need help mm-hmm. here and that's such a good point, Nikki, because I think the whole nature of the, the illness of depression or anxiety, it lowers your self-esteem. You don't have the energy or motivation. So the whole nature of the illness actually prevents you from taking that first step or being confident enough to pick up the phone or see your doctor, um, that self-doubt, that negative self-talk in your head. So I think you're, you're also dealing with that and that the whole illness is actually preventing you from reaching out, right? Um, yeah. You're more isolated, more withdrawn. I think anyone starts to have those internal conversations with themselves. I'm not doing a, I don't quite feel like myself. Um, I'm really struggling. I'm not coping. I don't know what's wrong with me. If we're having any of those types of questions, it's a sign that we should be speaking out and speaking to someone. And it could be to your doctor, it could be to a friend, it could be to a counsellor, and it could even be to SADAG over the phone anonymously. I think we really have to do this mental health check-in, which is really what we've been encouraging a lot of people to, what are the kinds of things that I should be asking myself? How am I actually really doing? 
And as South Africans, we're so good with this automatic response. Hello, how are you? Oh, no, fine, thanks. Fine, thanks, and you. And we carry on. Mm. Whereas actually we should say, how are you really doing? How are you really coping at the moment? And you'll find a lot of people answer quite differently. So I think there's the responsibility or the permission that we as, you know, as individuals, if we're feeling like something's a bit off or we're not coping, it's to reach out to someone. But also there's that role that our family, friends, loved ones, colleagues can can also step in and say, hey, I'm, I'm really worried about you. I've, I've noticed this. Are you okay? Do you want to mm. chat? Um, you don't have to fix the problem, but you can encourage them to get the right help. So I think it takes it takes a village. So often we can feel overwhelmed and lonely and like no one's going to understand or maybe we're going crazy. I don't want to admit what's going on with me. And I think we just have to also say that it's okay not to be okay. Um, yeah. And as you mentioned, it's okay to have good days or bad days. But if you find that you're having more bad days than good days, and if you're finding that it's harder to function day to day, then it is important to, to seek help. Thank you, Cassie. Listen, we're going to take a quick break um, and after that, a quick song. And then we're going to talk about this anxiety um, returning to work and what, what that is all about. So please stay with us. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to the show. I love that song. Thank you, Craig. Um, Jeremy Loops, amazing. Got to keep your head up. Got to be strong. Um, we have Cassie Chambers uh, on the show today, Operations Director at SADAG. Um, Cassie was talking about SADAG, all the amazing work that they do. Cassie, anxiety, returning to work, What what what's that all about? Sure. I think so many of us are probably so used to living in anxiety over the last two and a half years. You know, we went with you know, what does this new lockdown look like? We're having to close down, we're staying at home, and then it constantly being adjusted and changed. And then with every wave, we were going back to work and then we're at home. Then the kids were going back to school. Then we're working remotely. And I think there's been so much change over the last two and a half years and really having to adjust to it every time. Some of the interesting insights that we've been having from engaging with different employees and people going back to work and leaders and callers, it's almost like they're feeling at this stage that it almost feels like it's too much. There's been so much change, so much stress, so much adjustment, that it's just really hard to navigate it all. And now a lot of people are kind of talking about this new normal which, I mean, there's nothing normal about what we're doing. We're, we're, we're trying to find our normal day-to-day life again in a very different world um, that looks very different as well and that we've changed. So I think mm. it's just adjusting and really juggling again and kind of trying to navigate this next almost period of adjustment or this transition that we're going through. So I think for a lot of people, that anxiety of now having to get used to going back into the office or some days you're working from home, some days you're working in the office face-to-face, and that comes with its own set of challenges, right? Now we're having to navigate tra- traffic again and um, travel time and seeing people face-to-face, and then also navigating screens and online meetings. So it really is quite tough and difficult to deal with. There are definitely levels of increased anxiety that a lot of people are feeling, And that anxiety is also spilling in what's happening at home and looking after families at work and having to 
to be everything in all these spaces. So I think it has been really difficult for a lot of people. Um, but just even being able to acknowledge that, yes, there might be increased anxieties, your own anxieties, your children might be dealing with anxiety going back to school and now, you know, sports and transport and school tests and things that are happening and running your household and having to go to the office as well. But also realizing that a lot of people around us are also dealing with that anxiety and that you're not alone in dealing with it. And I think for a lot of people is that we're figuring it out day by day. And I think it's having to put in really extra measures to look after our anxiety and looking after our mental health so that we can actually make sure that we can build this resilience, which we've heard so much about over the last couple of years. So acknowledging it, knowing that we have to look after our mental health and actively doing it every single day can be really helpful in, in kind of navigating and dealing with that anxiety. Mm. Thank you so much, Cassie. I want to repeat those after the break. Let's take a quick break. We're going to be um, right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back to the show. We've been talking about, you know, what it is to come back, to come out once again, to return to the world, open up to the world in this, as Cassie said, this new normal when there's nothing normal about this new normal. Um, and we were looking at marketing and branding and pivoting. And Cassie from SADAG, who's an operations director at, at SADAG, has been talking about this huge overwhelm that there's just so much change post-COVID that people just feel like it's too much. It's There's just too much to deal with. But I think, Cassie, what you said about you not being alone, I think there's something mm. very powerful in that is we've learned more and more, and I think that this is what COVID taught us as well, this, this collective, that we belong, that there is this connection, you know, that while we may have been isolated, we were all isolated. While we may have gone through this, we all went through it together. And there's a great strength in knowing, not feeling better that the other people suffering, but rather feeling better that, that you are not alone. I think there's so much to be said for that. Absolutely. And one of my favorite sayings, which we've used so, so much, but it's such a great analogy as to just understanding what we've been through, right? We've all been through this collective trauma um, over the last two and a half years. We, we heard the saying that, you know, we're, we're all in the same storm. We're just in different boats and our boats look different. Our situations look different. And now, you know, so long into this new normal that we're into, our boats are a little bit battered. You know, some have really lost their paint. Some have holes in. Some of us in our boats are using buckets to get the water out. We're still in this different kind of storm um, together. And I think it's it's just to acknowledge that and, and also just be a bit more gentle on ourselves that we've been through so much and we're still going through so much. And also knowing that we've also depleted a lot of our resources while we were navigating that, you know, we were taking on the next adjustment, the next regulation. Okay, what does our world look like now? What is the timetable? We've been through so much and really had to use a lot of our resources and our capacity. So now when we're feeling a lot more tired, a lot more burnt out, we're coming towards the end of the year, we almost need to take extra effort in looking after our mental health. So just as much as, especially as moms, uh, women in the household where we're juggling not only our own schedules and work and the household, but children and partners and extended families. Is we're juggling so much and we have schedules coming out of our ears. And I think 
we have to make a really big effort in making sure to schedule some of that self-care. And I know a lot of people think when we talk about self-care that we're just talking about having a bubble bath or having a cup of tea. But mental self-care and mental wellness is more than just the bubble bath. It's almost to really schedule every day, what can I do to look after myself and my well-being? Is it about having a half an hour break from my phone and computers and screens and meetings and having a digital detox for half an hour? Is it, for example, making sure that I have snacks throughout the day? You know, we're so good at making sure that they have their sick course meal for school and every snack that they that they like. We often forget ourselves in that. So really so scaling that self-care to look after ourselves is, is so, so important and doing it every day. You know, once we can start looking after our mental health and be that role model, we can then be encouraged our children, our families to also be looking after their mental health. Cassie, thank you so much. So, so wonderful having you on the show today. Um, and um, yeah, so if people want to get hold of SADAG, is it just a matter of contacting the helpline and is it 24-7 and what is the number? Absolutely. So we do have the 24-hour helpline for anyone who needs to speak to someone. You can call us on 0800-567-567. But you can also go and follow us on our social media pages. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram for those day-to-day tips on how to look after your mental health. Go and have a look. Go and look up more around mental health and self-care and reach out if you need help. Cassie, thank you. Great having you on the show. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Cassie Chambers, Operations Director at SADAG.